Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. All right, so we missed out on giving some key fantasy advice here, which was get every single player who's going to play in Mexico City. Elevation. Elevation. Yeah. I think the fences are a tiny bit shorter too, right? I mean. I don't know. That was offense. That was a lot. Yeah. It was offensive. It was offensive. Very <laughs> offensive. <laughs> uh, I'm not just talking about the fans. But I think, um, so sending the Padres there is also kind of, like that's a team that was always going to be yeah that was always destined for big offense wasn't it the same in the last time that it was in london there's a lot of offense i think so i mean i think i think because because stadiums just you know like retrofitting a stadium for baseball is not the direction that you go right you turn baseball stadiums no. into football stadiums you don't turn a football in any sense of the football stadium into a baseball stadium you don't even turn cricket no, just... into a baseball stadium and it's still not right no polo polo grounds yeah the much talked about polo grounds which had a very short, <laughs> very short left field yep very short right field days to center <laughs> i mean just but but that's what's so there's a sort of too bad this is you know let's go into old person kind of hacky stuff of like you know baseball stadiums used to be different nowadays i mean we've Imagine. now seen a bunch of them and really like going to coors to go into target like the actual like dimensions of the stadium are actually pretty similar. You still have Boston, which is different, but even the Cubs. One of the reasons why the Cubs stadium is still there is that it's very uniform, stereotypical stadium look instead of like uh, you know a lot of the different ones. Yeah, the, and their years. only wrinkle is obviously the ivy. Yeah, their wrinkle is the ivy, which is its own thing. Although, although. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the field dimensions are the field dimensions are pretty spacious, which they did at the expense of seating, right? <laughs> there's mm-hmm. like there's yeah. very little outdoor seating in Wrigley, or out outdoor outfield seating in Wrigley. But that shows you it shows you how much the the um, the outfielders are so are good, but there are limitations, and that's one of the things that has changed. To, yep. you know, over the, over the last bunch. Fun though, I find fun playing in Mexico City. I mean, it makes more sense than playing in London. Oh, hundred percent. No, no, no. Totally agree. So I, I, I would like to see that again. But basically, my advice is, if they set something up in in Mexico City again, get all of those players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, let's move on to some fantasy here, and what? with what's going on in TGFBI, uh, bad week for both of us. I fell off a cliff here 37 down from number 14 Uh, you're at 253 down 15 from 238 some of this was big um was big regression you know sort of expected regression for me i'd had really good pitching um yeah our our pitching both hit hit walls and well it turns out our pitching is relatively similar so that was bound to happen but (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna track yeah i think well i think on the on the pitching side we're gonna track i used to i mean I'm slowly kind of dropping down in the runs supremacy. Like I used to mm. be, I used to be literally number one in runs, and now I'm, you know, a little it's off the pace. Not, to not too bad. 
by it. Um, but I, I need like I need a signature category. Runs used to be my signature category, and it's kind of fallen apart now. I was never going to steal bases. <laughs> no. But but I was supposed no. to get runs, and it's just it's just not quite happening. What about you? Let's talk about your team now. What's going on here? I don't know. I thought I had a pretty good uh, offensive week. She did. Stolen bases is still way behind. Um, runs, RBIs are fine. Home runs is home runs. Are... No, RBIs, I guess I'm a little bit behind. Runs and home runs, I'm doing great. Averages. I think my average is terrible. No, I don't think so. No, my average is fine. Yeah, it's just stolen bases. My offense is, is fine. My pitching is awful. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, 4.08. and Well, no, a 1.21 whip actually isn't even that bad. No, my whip is good. My um, it's my K's and wins, oh, and K's I have been killed. I'm getting killed because I just don't have the starting pitching, and like, yeah, because you're you're pretty far down there just in innings pitched. I think, I think you might need to get some volume, my man. I I do need to get some volume, and I've I've had a couple of injury problems mm-hmm. and suspension problems. So mm-hmm. getting Scherzer to get a, a start this week is going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Gonsolin being back, and yeah. hopefully start number two is going to be like legit. And then I flipped out. I had I embarrassed say that I had Jason Adam. Um, no, that's not and, embarrassing. That's fine. Uh, Jason Adam and my buddy Brock Burke. I have switched out for now. Rich Hill and Bryce Wilson. <laughs> Rich Hill. Rich Hill. I know. Hey, I mean, in TGFBI, Rich Hill has long had a place. Ugh, when he's not when he's not blister finger man. Old blisters. It's old blister. Old blister fingers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Any anything of note in ad do- ad drops? My big drop was that I or my big pick. Well, I finally actually got rid of Ohop. Um, I yeah. turned him into Blake Sobel. I don't know if that's fine. We'll see how that goes. But actually, but I ended up directly trading Ohop for Tanner Houck, who I think oh. is I think is workable. I mean, I have confidence that the Red Sox Good. will turn it around a little bit. I think they're not good, but I think they're better than they are right now. And I think Tanner Howe can eat some innings. He's he going to be a part of that. Get a few Ks. Yep. A couple wins. No, that's I, a good, I think, think he's an okay piece. That's a good that's a good, um, good transition. I did uh, Logan Hope for uh, Ryan Jeffers, mm. your buddy. Not bad. Uh, not bad. We'll see how that goes. Um, that was a catcher that ended up coming to me. Ezekiel Duran. What do you think of this? I like that. Have you been looking at him a little bit? I have. Bit? I like. How much did you pay for him? Um, more than I wanted to, but he was fine. Um, I kind of wanted him at third because what that what that meant was that I could move Rodolfo Castro. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to seeing him in person. Mm-hmm. Um, move him to second. Get Adam Frazier out of there. As mm-hmm. long as Adam Frazier is batting seventh or whatever, I don't. He's actually not. He's not that valuable, even when they're hitting when they're getting double digit runs. So Ezekiel Duran in, Adam Frazier out, and Rodolfo Castro over to second. Okay. Fun. I like it. Fun, fun. All right. This week on the pod, we focused a lot on convergence of statistics last week, but on the hitting side. So we're going to pivot this to pitching now. Take a look at this. Just kind of see what we've got here. Let's talk you through some improvements and kind of get some, some base understanding of what's going on on the pitching side. Nice. I realized as I was putting this together that this is kind of a this is a very data sciencey project in the sense that I'm really not going to talk about a single unique pitcher <laughs> during this segment. Yeah, I mean that well sometimes we do have to talk about trends. Yeah, but I really want to talk about trends and I want to talk about trends on two levels. I want to talk about 
like let's establish in our heads what reasonable rates are so that you can see whether a guy is above or below that when you're doing an individual comparison for a guy. And then I want to talk about what goes on over the course of the whole season, which is, I also think, really interesting, turns out. Yeah, always. So I upgraded the scraper in general from last week so that we could look at all of how the 2022 stats evolved over the course of the season. We're just going to focus on pitching this week, and you gave me six, and then I threw in a, a seventh one for fun here. So we're going to focus on how, how walks per innings pitched, how K's per inning pitched, how earned runs per inning pitched, how uh, hits per innings pitched, how home runs per inning pitched, and then how pitches per innings pitch evolve over the season. And then at the very bottom, I'm going to do total batters faced per inning pitched, which is if you wanted to do basically a translation of any of these stats to total batters faced, yeah, that would be your denominator. But since most of everything that we operate in focuses on innings pitched, I thought that was the more appropriate denominator here. Seems like the denominator. Yeah, I mean, it's probably more interesting by like batters faced, but yeah, but it's harder. harder to, it's harder to yeah, find, uh, right? It's harder to find uh-huh. for an individual guy. You have to do that yourself right now. Yeah, too much work. So I want something that's like, okay, this is this is in it per innings pitched. I can I can literally find the K rate per innings pitched, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's much easier to find. Um. Last week, what I had shown you was basically just the full season stats for 2019, 2021, 2022, and compared those to what's happening this year. But I realized, and you asked me rightly, what does this look like over the course of the whole season? And I was like, oh, it's probably just constant or, you know, bouncing around a little bit. It's not constant. <laughs> no, it moves. It looks like it moves the whole, whole season, right? I would say Which makes it, sense. I would say it moves the entire season. So we're looking at all these pitching ones. The I think one that has the least movement is the pitches for innings pitched. But that's even right. that has it, it clearly you can sort of see where it's the summer, right? And exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I thought I thought we'd just shoot around on these. I think pitches per inning pitched is the one that I'm the proudest of because I had to do some sneaky stuff with the scraper <laughs> to get this okay. you know, to get this to work. Um let's talk about pitches per inning pitched because I think that one is super interesting. Um did you did you have a number in your head for how many pitches per inning pitched before seeing this? Absolutely not. Me either. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so yeah. What's the big reveal? How many pitches per innings pitched are we talking? This is about? really telling. So twenty twenty two pitches per innings pitched basically sixteen and a half. Yeah. Sixteen which is, and a half. Which is really interesting because you know then you can back out then you can back out. Okay, a starter throwing a hundred pitches should go six innings. Oh, that sounds great, actually. Oh, who knew? <laughs> like, that's, that's a number that actually makes perfect sense. <laughs> well, um, and that makes sense that it used to be 120. Yeah. It used to yeah. be 120, and now we're, we're, we've, we've backed out. And 100, but 120, you know, all this is, is funky math, but 120, maybe it was a little bit less. So maybe, maybe we're talking like that's why they were able to get eight, nine innings in, in 120. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one thing that is true, and we'll talk about this in aggregate for all of these stats is that the 2022 pitches per innings pitched is statistically larger than i mean it's it's hovering around 17 pitches per inning pitched but it's statistically larger than it was last year and when you look at this one thing that's interesting is that from uh, i mean are you gonna give me a p-value here <laughs> i can't give you i can't give you a p-value i should give you a p-value on that but it's not quite fair to do the p-value yet because there's early season trends yeah, it, it looks pretty clear that you, we should not make any judgments. And I mean, by game 50, we should know. But it's sort of like, what is that, game 40? 
Yeah, we're basically, right? I mean, you know we're at game 32 or something right now for most yeah. teams. Like, we're still got... we're still a ways off, actually. So last year, last week, when I pronounced we're at the convergence point, I don't think we're at the convergence point on pitching. We're not. Maybe, but, but I guess, yeah, if we're sort of at the convergence point for hitting, so we're not. I mean, that just shows you what the variation there's. there's because, because there are fewer pitchers, so there are more hitters, so the variation in the mm. hitters, it can it can hide that you're actually still not converged, right, in a way that the pitchers are like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Right, because since the distribution of hitting Better outcomes is so much wider, you can yep. hide the mean inside of that. Yes. Whereas, yes. right, fewer pitchers, the mean is smaller. Yeah, yeah, okay. So this pitches per, I, so one thing that is interesting, so I gave you the solid curve is the aggregate. The small curves, the small points are on individual days. I think there's a hint of a trend that the number of pitches went down at the end of the season. I think you're seeing a small cool-off effect here in September. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Everyone's Whether tiring it's, out a little bit. <laughs> people are tiring out. Yeah. It's cooling down. People aren't giving a shit because they're <laughs> out of it. <laughs> you know, or you're bringing up guys because you're so far ahead that you're mm-hmm. just practicing for the playoffs. Yeah. It's infinitesimal, right? What does that go from, like, 16.6 to 16.5 yeah i mean some somewhere in there but there's something interesting about i mean something interesting about any sort of trend in here and yeah any sort of trend is a little bit interesting okay so but you but actually it's funny because you started off you prefaced that by saying that that was the one that showed the least movement which is true <laughs> yeah it shows um, the least movement I, so I looked at a couple of these in pairs. So well, but first... that it makes sense, yeah, because yes, I was going to just go to another one that yeah. I would pair it with, which is the K's per innings pitch. Exactly, that has a clear upward trend at the end of the season, mm-hmm. very slight up towards one. Yep, <laughs> from point nine seven. Yeah, so K's per innings pitched is is near as indistinguishable from one. You can think about it as one, basically, is where where you want to be for Kays Perini's pitch. Um, decreases over the course of the season at the at, from the outset, right? So the start of the season, more Ks, levels off a little bit lower. To me, along with walks, which starts higher at the beginning of the season and levels off, I think Ks and walks look about the same from last year to this year. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think that we still need this. Is, for Kays Perini's pitched, it didn't really level out until game 60. That shows you the difference of of um, starting pitching. Yeah, I think I think that's also out. I think that's also going to be I think that's probably also weather related actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Game sixty. Game sixty. That's June. Yeah. Exactly. So I think for me, I was really interested in trying to figure out are there weather related trends in here. It kind of seems like yes. I mean, in addition to the convergence, we also we're also battling against this weather stuff where. K's are up. I mean, you see it most egregiously in home runs, which are basically the inverse of the K curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're going to ramp up. Like home runs are are meaningfully climbing over the course of the season. And the thing about 2022s is that 2023s started from a higher point. So if the home runs actually ramp up from where they're at now, that's going to actually be a measurable increase. Because going from going from 10% home runs, 10. Uh, sorry, 10.1 home runs per innings pitched. I was going to do the inverse, but it's actually better this way. Uh, going from 0.1 home runs per inning pitched up to 0.13, that's a big difference. <laughs> that's a 30% difference. Yeah. Yeah, but it might be converging down. 
it looks like it's it's got a slight downward trend, but I guess that was sort of the way it was last year as well. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, one thing that I was surprised by last week, I really thought things were converged, and now I'm really like, wait, no, <laughs> they're really no. But le- I mean, that trend it's uh, the home runs are are the. Would you say it doesn't ever really converge? No, I don't think home runs converged last year, really, because you can because I can still see Unless oscillations. Game, yeah. From one from game one fifty to game one fifty five, there was a yeah exactly, but and you can see the small points are individual days, and you can see that there's there's quite a lot of scatter in, in trying to dig that that trend out of this. Um, same thing's true for hits, I think, in in general. Um, I'm hits yeah less so, but it's yeah it's the same. It's moving around the whole year. Yeah, so I personally, I'm just really. Some interesting stuff here. I, but earned runs do converge. Earned runs apparently do converge, which which I was also surprised by because I would have thought that, well, maybe maybe that has, I mean, maybe we should dig into that. Maybe that has to do more with guys tiring out too. I mean, I don't know. Or it's the pitchers. Yeah, because that means there are more, more players left on base, right? If yep. hits go up. Well, if hits, hits go up at the same rate that walks go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, I was I, that this trend this trend of walks and K's going down is like still I'm still trying to wrap my head around what that means. I well, mean, walks is, goes down and then K's does sort of rise from game 170, 160, 170 on. I mean, is this is this just pitchers figuring it out? Yeah, is this is this like the scouting reports have gotten better? So, like, uh, no, I think that it's more like pitchers getting in the groove. Okay, knowing their patterns, it's like okay. Ryan Jeffers is my catcher now, you know, where yeah. you gotten gotten through the, like, the early, the Logan Hopes, who's, you were gone, who yeah. started the season, they're gone, and it's like, oh, now here's the guy that's actually going to be catching for me, and you're right, and they, by that point, maybe it's not, maybe it's less scouting report, and more like, um, like, pitcher preferences are figured out, it's like, okay, let's be honest, you worked on that cutter all off season, not working. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your slider. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, okay. Look at it. We're having some success here. You know, I think it's a little bit more of that of just like, okay, we kind of finally, finally, we're getting to the groove. We know it's working. We know because I, especially early season, you could have a game like let's say this 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 cutter guy that yep. I'm saying I've yep. built up here, imaginary <laughs> cutter guy. Maybe the second game of the season, he had a 10-strikeout game, and he used his right. cutter on four of those strikeouts. And everybody's like, awesome, let's keep on using that cutter. And he just didn't have it for the next three games. Yeah. But because he had that one success early on, he still thought that he could go back to it. and then. So let's try and bring this to a conclusion by talking about what is what we think might be actionable here in fantasy. I mean, I'm looking at this from a full-season roto perspective and thinking – like, okay, I actually really want pitchers at the start <laughs> for those Ks, I think. And then I want to kind of, if I were to if I were to integrate under this curve, right, I want the beginning because the home runs per innings, like the offense is lower, Ks are higher. Mm-hmm. And then I want to kind of back off a little bit as you get later in the season. As, as offense rises, I kind of want to be rolling off my innings pitched a little bit. Yeah. And I imagine that, I imagine if you look at these, and this is something that I'd be interested in doing on a per-player basis is trying to disaggregate some of this. Like, okay, now we know what the what the global trends are. Is it driven by some really bad pitchers, <laughs> or is this 
is this a uni uniform curve for every pitcher where we should think, well, I should actually maybe back off a little bit of those Tanner Houck starts <laughs> as we get later in the season because he's going to let up 20% more home runs, and I don't like that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we should we should try to get into classifying those players, the underlying players, and seeing if there's... Right, is this a trend because that's how it is for everybody? There's an underlying trend for everybody, or is this a trend because the different groupings parse out this way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, is the underlying trend actually correlate with the data, or is underlying trend correlate um, not correlate with the the data, but with the composition of those different groups you're talking about? Exactly, exactly. I want to know if this is this a real. I mean, I'm showing you all of these things like it's a unimodal distribution <laughs> for all the pitches. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's and not. we 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 definitely. <laughs> we've basically used our own classifier to demonstrate that that's not true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So like, okay. Yeah, there's a huge difference. Yeah. The, the, can we figure out, can we figure out how much of this is driven by outliers versus how much of this is driven by a core of the, of the um, sample? Yeah. How do we and, do that? Well, there's a couple of things we can do. I think, um, well, the first thing I really want to do is is separate these by stadium, which I haven't done yet. So I think that I think the per stadium signal is, I think I was going to do per stadium and per player, but honestly, I don't know another way to get at the player other than autocorrelation functions. I think yes. I so I think that you should you should go for the stadium one. I think if you if you pull if you were to, to take work and we put this put a feather in this for, or put a place marker in this for like late June like. May. Look at the stadiums. Let's see if we can figure out the stadiums. I think that we, if, if you and I bat around some ideas, we might find a way to more efficiently get at players directly. And what, part of that might be the um, um, the work that we did, the growth chart work that we mm -hmm. did Yep. for individual players and then see, because I, I can see us putting that together for individual players, these, these statistics for and putting those trend lines together and seeing because um, one of the pieces that we had sort of gotten to on that was then to try to like cluster the the trend lines together and mm. see if we could not just like the trend line the r squared mm. uh, all sorts of different pieces so we could get get a picture together of like of the different players because a trend line of x um with if you cluster that also with an r squared of you know Point one, at versus you know, another picture with a trend line of X and an R squared of point eight. Yeah, like those aren't those guys aren't going to be put together, and, and we could end up seeing like, okay, here here's the emergent behavior. Um, here, here's some emergent trends that we see of like, okay, here are the consistent pictures, and then here's the here are the ones who are inconsistent. Um, early on we could try to segment up the season as well especially now that we have these trends we can say um we, we, you could give me a you could look at this give me a convergence date and then we could split up the season from that point to in the early season oh this is i this is holy shit is this gonna be a lot of work but this could be really cool <laughs> yeah i think i think that's right um i'm glad that we did this this rough aggregation i think i learned a lot over the course of this um but there's so much more we can do i think that about brings us to the review session ryan mountcastle ryan mountcastle for some reason Mont thought he was 
older than he is. He's only 26 years old here. Uh, picked in, There's picked another in guy. There was another guy in the mid-teens who I think I, were confusing him. I yeah okay I I accept that anyway he's in his he's in his fourth season what what would I guess full season he's played in 28 games so far this year which is which is close to the top apparently according to the distributions here on uh, on Savant in 125 plate appearances <laughs> first of all he only has 119 he has 119 at bats which is not a good ratio to uh, of at bats plate appearances um, all right <laughs> well, yeah if you if you couldn't see that by his little the little blue dot next to uh, yeah. walk rate <laughs> anyway 17 runs so far 21 RBIs that's that's pretty high up there six home runs uh, two stolen bases and a 244 average that's not too bad that's not bad trending in the right direction from where he was last year. When he had 85, I mean, I think the salient number here is really 85 RBIs and 22 home runs. You're getting this guy to hit power, right? I mean, he's a big dude. He looks like a dude who hits for power. Yeah, 6'4", 220. Yeah. And he's clearly free swinging for the fences. <laughs> oh, yeah, that chase rate. Chase rate in the second percentile. <laughs> he's, he's uh, yeah. There's, You're pitching it. I'm, I'm, I'm swinging. Let's yeah. do it. But again... 92nd percentile for average exit velocity so he is hitting them yeah when he hit well when he hits it fair yeah well, does it have does does that have the hit foul too i i don't believe that they total foul hits for average exit velocity but i'm not 100 sure mm. yeah because nelson cruz would have like even higher <laughs> ratio because his foul balls are screaming off. so hard uh one um, thing that Okay, one thing that yeah, does surprise me in his percentile rankings here, 74th percentile in sprint speed. Two stolen bases aren't a fluke. For a guy playing first, that's pretty remarkable. I mean, that's just a 26-year-old, right? I don't know. He he doesn't – he looks athletic. He only stole four bases last year. It's not like – I mean, maybe he'll steal eight this year, right, with the, with the increase in trends. But although, you know, now that I say it out loud, eight stolen bases from your first baseman – Nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't plan around it. But oh, that's that's nice to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's big, but he doesn't look like he doesn't look slow. His home run try is very slow that I'm watching. Right yeah, now. well, I'll tell you that much. Savoring it. So went went from 33 home runs 2021 to 22 in 2022. Um, we're hope we're obviously hoping for closer to 30. <laughs> in the, you know. Or he's obviously hoping for closer to thirty. Does he get there this year? Yes. I think yeah, I think so. I think this this guy looks like this feels like a thirty home run year for him. I cannot believe that baseball savant still has hit by pitch being one of the videos. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they, I don't know. They just baked it. Stolen in at the base? Outside. No, hit by pitch. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I, don't know. I think. Okay. Um, I gotta say, so he's so he's a righty righty, which is kind of too bad because in Camden Yards, if he was a pull hitter to the left field, he would have more home runs. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. if you look at if you look at the distribution of uh-huh. his home runs, he would. And you look I'm at the wall about the stadium. Yeah, look at that in Camden. It's like yeah, you'd be just flip flip this flip flip the script here. <laughs> yeah, I mean when. Why hit at the porch that's 320 feet away when you could hit at the one that's 400 feet away? I mean, away? he would, he would, yeah, exactly. He would already be at 10 home runs if he played in Astros, in, in Astros Park, whatever that park yeah. is called. Minute Maid. Minute Maid. 
All right, let's see. You want to dive into what do you think is Babipas? It has right to be now? comically low. It's got to be comically low. I mean, I'm going like 290. Nitzvah's lower than that. No, remember we did. We said. That. Yeah, but I thought I thought he'd be better than I thought he'd be better than uh, last week's guy. Uh, so 258. <laughs> so I was right when I said comically low. I just didn't peg comically low enough. His career is 306. He was at 303 oh. last year. He's a he's a fast guy. That is going to regress in the correct direction. So that two forty four average is going to go up. Well, that's kind of fun. Although, wait, what? But what's his? Okay, so his career average is two fifty nine. Yeah, fifteen. Add fifteen points to that would be would be really nice, <laughs> actually, for him. If he could get up over two, if he could get up up to two sixty, up over two sixty, two sixty five. Yeah, that's 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 really good. What's his? Um, man, his OBP is low. <laughs> Jeez. 264. What do you expect? His his walk rate is 3.2. His career, including this season, is 6.8. But it's really like 7.1. So he so he really he needs year. to he really needs to settle Comment. and get walks Sit. this year. Sit the fuck down, dude. Okay, he's gonna he's gonna stop swinging. I hope his hitting coach is telling him this at this point. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, I mean, Honestly, but his K rate is down this year. He's a 20 percent. Oh, Versus I, a career 20, 25%. For some reason, I feel like I'm pulling for Ryan Mountcastle. I don't really understand why. Yeah, I'm rooting for him, too, because I I, I, I put him in the same category as Trey Mancini. I've never had a problem with the Orioles. There's yeah. been nothing wrong. I pulled out my childhood baseball mitt. You know who's who signed it? Cal Ripken. Signed it. Oh, of course, Cal Ripken. Of course, Cal yeah. Ripken. Yeah. Other side, other side of the diamond, but that's okay. We'll take it. Oh, for, well, from Mountcastle, yes, of course. Yeah. I could you about Ryan Mountcastle's size? It's kind of too bad. It's kind of too bad that Ryan Mountcastle is a first baseman, on some level. I mean, for being a pretty athletic guy, it's kind of it feels like a little bit of a feels like they've resigned him a little bit to first base when he could probably work it in the outfield. (laughs) Yeah, I think he could work it in the outfield, or or why not third? Yeah, exactly. Third would have been good. Uh, I will say his defensive WAR is um, low. He probably will end up in the outfield. Like he's the kind of guy that will end up in the outfield at one point in his career. Yeah, I I mean, but I would rather it now, right? It'd be more valuable now. He would he would, it would be great, great if he's dual he eligibility. Would have yeah, much more fantasy value if he had a second positional eligibility. Mm-hmm. But all in all, I mean, all in all, fantasy impact. You got him for relatively cheap. This is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There's there's really no advice. Just hold on to him. And I mean, do you think you should trade this guy? You should trade for? I think so. I mean, we just talked about how he's going to regress upward. Yeah, upward. I think if the price is right, you should go for it. He's on pace for thirty-six home runs, and we're telling you that his batting average is going to go up. He's on pace for one hundred twenty-six RBIs. That Orioles team—that's one of the calls that I, I don't want to sound like I'm doing a victory lap. But I said the Orioles were going to be. <laughs> you did. The, the Orioles were going to be the ones to grab and and it really seems like offensively they they are you you're absolutely right he's not gonna hit one sec what do you have an over under that you want to put put on me 100 100 runs over under 100 runs he's not gonna yeah get, he's not gonna get you 100 runs okay i'd say 90 about set 95 the, set it, i was gonna say 92 and then i'd be interested and then i would start to be interested in the over but at 95 i take the under i'll take the over at 95 okay who are we doing next week we're going to talk about andrew vaughn Time for a little housekeeping. 
Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, mine the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mine the Z. All I've got left is worst luck to you, buddy. Worst luck to you, too.